Hello, and welcome to the Inovia Conversation. My name is Steve Waltz. And I'm Jeff Progolski. And today's episode is questions about transitioning from NAV to Business Central. And Jeff, we're getting a lot of questions on that, aren't we? We are, yeah. The uh, You know, everyone, I think, was um, excited when when Microsoft announced Business Central. There was, um, you know, excited might be an optimistic way to put it. I think there's probably also some apprehension in the channel. But uh, but now that people have seen what is going on, it's, uh, um, and, you know, sort of what's possible about it, now they're starting to think for our NAV customers, like, how does this affect me and what does this mean going forward? And, and so when I think of Business Central and NAV, does if if I say to you NAV or BC, is it the same thing to you? Sorry about that. I was uh, trying to uh, stifle my dog from barking. <laughs> That's what you get when when you're a remote user like me, um, and you get to. I thought I stumped you. Oh, oh, you actually, yeah, you actually you did. So, uh, so you, I'm going to ask you to repeat the question. So, you're asking what um, are they the same thing? Is that which question? So. You know, when we talk, and I've, I've spoken with a couple of people from Microsoft, and there's almost a pause sometimes. I haven't had that, you know, when somebody looks you in the eye directly and just answers it 100% firmly. I mean, so if, I, if I'm a customer, I say, Jeff, is, is NAV, BC, is it the same thing? How, how would you respond to that? Um, let's see. Well, uh, now, yep, I'm a member of the, I'm a member of the sales team. So, um, so I, usually I don't put a lot of thought before I say yes. Um, but in this case, I think from a technical perspective, the code base um, Business Central is built on on the NAV code that you know has transitioned over the years from you know over the last twenty plus years. Um, it is built on that code, so in a lot of ways, you could say yes. Um, is it identical to NAV? No. So. Um, you know, not getting into a presidential political definition of the word "the," but um, but a definition of the word of your of the word "same" would uh, you know is it identically the same? No. Is it substantially the same? Yes. Um, it's built on the same code base, but there are some differences. Okay. Okay. And, and maybe we can get into politics later on. I'm sure that'll spark the interest of our uh, listeners. <laughs> we will turn off half of <laughs> we, we, we. You and I can take opposite sides, so we can we can turn yeah. off a hundred percent of our listeners. Uh, oh, and well. So if uh, you know, we have quite a few of our customers that have their nav uh, on premise, you know, some older versions, and they're thinking, you know, it's getting close to upgrade time. And I'm thinking about, you know, can, you know, because they made NAV 2018 was the last NAV version, correct? Correct. Yeah. And I think the, uh, the, um, the date that, uh, of which you were able to still purchase, um, NAV 2018 and not, um, the, the most current version of the product from Microsoft, which is, Dynamics Business Central on prem is, um, I think that was April, April first maybe was the date that uh, the, that you could buy the new NAV licensing. So not to confuse um, our NAV listeners, uh, you can still buy additional NAV licensing for your 
um, instance of NAV, you know, going back to um, whichever version, uh, 2018, seven, uh, you know, 2009, you can still get licensing for that. But if you are looking for a new implementation, um, you can't buy NAV anymore as of April of this year, I believe. Okay, because I remember they said at a meeting, I think maybe last year, that you know you can get this the new nav eighteen, but that's that's gone. So the window's closed, and if you're on premise and you wanted good the newest version, you will be going to Business Central. That's what it sounds like. Yep, you are correct. Okay, so let me say, Jeff, I'm one. I'm a customer, and I call you. I say, Jeff, we're on nav two thousand thirteen R two. Uh, we're thinking about uh, either an upgrade or re-implementation. Um, what are the what are the what are the differences? Uh, is there anything that I need to be aware of that's going to be different going to the new Business Central, or how do you see that process? Would it have changed if it was a NAV 2019 version? This is where I'm getting at. Ah, okay. Yeah. So so um, there are some changes in terms of what the. Um, migration path is and there are tools that um you know that uh, that microsoft has given us as partners um, as well as tools that are available just to end users um to help with this transition um you know when we talk about um about projects moving to the new version of the software sometimes we um we aren't technically specific in our language and we use the words upgrade um, and and at times we shouldn't because we have to we should be using the term um, re-implement um, as it relates to you know moving from a version like you know nav 4.0 um, going to even if you were going to um, you know nav 2018 uh, you would most likely be re-implementing because of the amount of effort required to manipulate that database from an upgrade perspective so you know you would do a re-implementation where you are moving um, master records over using some of the rapid start tools and um, the other things that Microsoft gives our uh, our delivery team to to do these um, transitions but we wouldn't be um, we wouldn't you know just be manipulating the database and, and getting it to uh, to work in a in a 2018 version um, when it comes to business central there are um, you know Microsoft has done some cool things to uh, you know to allow us to to move it whether it's into the cloud or into a um, tenant that is on-prem using the on-prem licensing model um, so but it is still in uh, it, as of right now and you know that's in the world of uh, Dynamics 365 things change rapidly so a month from now they might have some super um, new announcement that changes this but as of right now there's no direct upgrade path from um, any version of uh, uh, of NAV to Business Central, there is the uh, ability to. Um, I guess I, I shouldn't say that. Technically, you can go from NAV 2018 um, through the Intelligent Edge and have your data replicated into a hosted version of um, Business Central, which is kind of uh, um, kind of an upgrade. But uh, but if you have customizations in your nav database those are going to have to be um, 
completely retooled um, to the events and extension model if they're not there right now from a code perspective so that they operate in business central on-prem. So there is... Let me pause um, you right there, Jeff, because that brings up a good point because questions that we get. So if I have business central on-premise or if I'm in the SaaS model, the subscription model, what I my modifications that you're saying, it would still be kind of sitting out like an app, like it would be in the SaaS for the on-premise version. Is that what you're, is that what I'm hearing? Yep. Yep. That's a good way to put it. So if they did modifications, like I said, the 2013 R2, and want to come over, uh, really no matter what version uh, before 2018, uh, they're going to have to kind of go to this model. That's what it sounds right. like. Yep. Yeah. And, and actually, even if, um, if they're, if their, you know, um, customizations are written in events and extensions, then in theory, um, it could get moved directly into the Business Central code base. But uh, there's probably some developers um, on our team that might slap me for saying that because it's never as easy as the sales team makes it sound. But in theory, it should work that way from a 2018 so perspective a, only. Could you do a quick example? Like we understand what events and extensions are. But some of our listeners might not. So, what 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 do, what do those two things mean? Um, let's see. So it it actually um, is, and I am uh, not a developer. So um, even though I am a, a, a the tech guy in our sales team, um, so events and extensions are the uh, the new coding method that um, that involves, uh, and it's actually a really uh, important architectural change to the application um, for people who have been in the nav space um, you know for 10 plus years on an end user um, as an end user they would uh, you know we we now sort of uh, shake our heads because Microsoft would tell us 10 years ago you know um, when the application moved to the um, role tailored client, Everything had to be changed, you know, so you had reports, you had things that um, pages and anything that existed in a classic client needed to be completely retooled to get to the role tailored client. But Microsoft said, hey, once you get people to this role tailored client world, it's all the rest of their upgrades are going to be easy and inexpensive. So we told our customers that we moved people. And then Microsoft said, you know what, we're looking at uh, the application and it's not really designed super efficiently. So we're looking to kind of uh, make it easier to do upgrades. So we're going to change the code base again. And, um, and they changed it between 20, um, between 2009 and 2013. And then they made further improvements between 2013 and 2015 and 2016 and 2017. And and so what that meant is that none of the upgrades um, were easy or, or terribly inexpensive. They got less expensive and easier, but they I don't think anyone would call them easy or um, inexpensive. But so so all the Microsoft sort of under that guideline of of making um, customizations easier to move forward. They got to the point where um, the current version leverages events and extensions. So rather than actually um, allowing developers to go into the base code of the ERP system and make changes that need to be completely retooled every time they're moved forward, um, Microsoft has created the the code so that they put um, events in. Um, and an event is like a uh, 
Um, maybe it's an on-ramp um, if we're thinking about the code as a highway. It's an on-ramp to uh, um, or an off-ramp to 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 do something else, to do a customization outside of the base code. And what that means is that um, if if the up the customizations are written in events and extensions, um, they don't touch the base code at all. So that when Microsoft updates the product. Um, it doesn't change anything, and the events and extensions hang outside the base code. So then, um, those if those need to be retooled at all, um, which they shouldn't have to if they're if they're written properly, but uh, they get retooled outside the ERP. So Microsoft can go to the next version of BC on prem, um, and all of these events and extension type customizations will just. All you have to do is um, move them to the new um, event and the new code and everything just works. So it's sort of, um, I think the language that I've heard is extracting the customization layer from the base ERP so that going forward, um, it's it's a lot easier and you don't have to retool every time uh, you move to a different version. Well, I think that's getting closer to the Microsoft message as we, we were told several years back that, you know, once you kind of get to the newer version, it should be more of a oil change versus an engine change. And uh, this seems like a really positive step towards that. So let's say I invest all my, re I invest in doing this. I go to uh, business central on premise and then three years down the road, I decide to upgrade. So those, apps that are sitting out there that create how we're communicating back and forth with these events and extensions. So is that going to be a lot less, Jeff, compared to doing an upgrade today? Yeah. So, um, and, and I think that, um, you know, the opinion on, um, is this, is this better or not is, um, you'd get differing uh, opinions if you were an ISV compared to an end user. Um, and even maybe a, a partner um, like us, we would have a, I think ultimately for the end users, it's great. Um, and it really means that uh, it's going to be, you know, we're going to have easy, uh, um, inexpensive upgrades. And you can look at it from the standpoint of people that are on the SaaS version, the Microsoft cloud version of Business Central. Um, they're rolling out updates um you know, uh, semi-annually at least, and um, and those updates just happen. And and although we've had a, a few small hiccups with uh, with some of the uh, updates from Microsoft, where some reports needed to be uh, reconnected or refreshed, some so, some really minor um, issues, it's they're able to upgrade the entire um, their entire customer base running um, the Business Central cloud version without anyone, you know, without anyone um, doing anything to the code. So, so ultimately that will be, um, you know, I, I think that's a, that's a good thing. And going forward, it's not going, you know, it's going to mean that we don't have to touch these things because the, uh, they're plugged into a, uh, to an event and that event, um, as long as it exists in the new code base, which of course it would, um, there's nothing you have to do to it. All the stuff that you're doing, the app that's doing, you know, that exists outside of the base code is, is, um, all it needs to do is, uh, um, be brought forward. There's no customizations. There's no tweaking. There's there's nothing. So it's uh, it is really going to be great for the um, for the
for the end user. For ISVs, that means that you know they had to completely retool their code so um, so their apps would would work with the hosted version. And then um, and then you know sort of I guess a, a point of clarification for ISVs. Um, you know, the ISV world in the Business Central cloud model is a subscription based, um, you know, month to month, um, just like your Business Central subscription with Microsoft. Um, so that, you know, you're subscribing to that, you're plugging it in, you're essentially just plugging a code in for most of these uh, ISVs in the cloud version of Business Central. When it comes to the on premise version, um, it's it's not quite as simple. So so I think ISVs have been challenged with um, sort of this um, dichotomy of of having code that runs in the Business Central cloud as well as code that works in the Business Central on prem world. And even though those code bases are the same, the delivery method and the licensing model and um, all of that has changed. And uh, um, I think. Uh, you know, licensing. I don't know what you hear, Steve, but uh, I hear a lot of questions about uh, about licensing as it relates to uh, you know transitioning from Nav and going to Business Central. And um, do you get that a lot too? I do, but if, before we get to that, I, I think you hit a good point because you know Microsoft is a behemoth. It is a huge company that has endless resources, and you know when going to this do software, you know, you have all these add-ons and a question that, you know, I get asked, I know you get asked, and that's one of the beauties of having an account manager here at Anovia is, you know, we kind of pay attention to who's ready and who's not, because there's some ISVs that really would have maybe three or four people, Jeff, and they have, you know, they've been kind of in the channel for a while with a standard product and kind of tweak it here and tweak it there for the new versions. But now it's like, here you go, here's a whole new language. Oh, it's a little different on premise than it is in the cloud. <laughs> And we're going to be ready next uh, month. Are you ready? And it's it's you know we we can laugh about it, but this this whole channel. And I remember speaking with somebody when I was at a meeting uh, in Denver about that. I'm like, you know, um, how many ISVs can keep pace with Microsoft? And I and we're we're kind of finding that out right now, aren't we? We are. Yep. We're, you know, I mean, and I think it's, it's a, uh, as we, you know, enter into discovery phases for, um, future projects with our, um, end users, it's like, we really have to pay much closer attention to, um, to the ISV space to understand our, you know, does, does this ISV have a version that is ready for, um, BC on-prem? I'd say all of them went, um, to certainly focus on the, um, hosted uh, Microsoft Cloud version of Business Central, but uh, but um, not all of them are ready for the BC on-prem version. So it's it's even more important as you're you know considering a project that you uh, you know you identify the ISVs that are critical. And you know one of the things that we find in some cases, um, Microsoft's you know constantly adding functionality to the um, to the system. So sometimes that is putting certain um, ERPs out of business um, because. Um, it, you know their functionality has been rolled up into uh, um, into the version of you know the latest version. That's um, that's something to consider. That you know you might not need as many ISVs going forward, but uh, in a lot of cases, um, you know the ISVs are filling you know 
critical holes in the application as it results to you know very specific um, industries. So so it's a, it's a, it's a I guess our new reality that we just have to pay attention to. And we do. And if so, if you're not one of our customers and you're thinking about this, those are questions you want to ask. You know, one of the things that I've I've noticed when I go to AppSource is that so let's say you were thinking about it or you have uh, some sort of add-on that you weren't using previously with Microsoft. Now, if you're thinking about it, maybe they were looking at the roadmap a couple years ago going, let's just wait till the new version comes out. So it seems like at AppSource, there's there's add-ons I've never heard of before that are new to the market. So uh, make sure you do your, your due diligence. It's exciting because you know there's probably some great solutions out there that we never really had or, or you know worked with in the past on NAV, but now they're kind of prepared. And I don't know if they have a leg up on some of the older um, ISVs, but it, it'll be interesting to see how this all unfolds. So, you know, but you had the question about licensing and easy to talk about. It always goes smoothly. <laughs> it, uh, <laughs> and, you know, speaking with our owner and founder, Donovan, uh, you know, thank goodness he's, you know, he's, he's a licensing expert and uh, we got, and you're a licensing expert and we have a, you know, we, you know, one of the things when I came over to this world about four years ago, I, I, I had no idea, you know, because all you need is one license to expire on ISV or on, on, on NAV or you're transitioning to something else. But so the questions that are coming up that we're hearing a lot, Jeff, and, and you know, you can add to these. But what I'm hearing is, OK, I have concurrent users now. And I'm running maybe two or three shifts on it. And then when you look at the new model of Business Central, I know in the SaaS, they are named users, and it looks like they are named users even on-premise. Is that correct? Yep, that that is correct. And I think eventually, even people that aren't running you know, BC on-prem, there's going to be a, some sort of a, a day of reckoning where Microsoft is going to move everyone to a named user um, business model. That's you know where the software world is going. Um, Microsoft is... Um, essentially just trying to you know keep pace with with the rest of the market in that but yes there will be um the business central on prem is um is licensed in a named user um okay situation so if i if i know everybody hopefully is current on their maintenance right you buy the software you pay the amount of money it costs to buy it and then it's normally around 16 percent with, with mr softy that they want their money and then if you're current with that, then you have access to the new software. But now with this new name user, if you had concurrent licenses, the ratio can change. And I remember we had a customer that actually, um, you know, was looking at not just two people using licenses, but three. And I know Donovan went to bat for that, but I think maybe you can talk a little bit more on if I have, let's just assume I am a current NAV user and I want to go to Business Central on premise, how would that work? Yeah, so... Um, so that would, in terms of from a licensing perspective, um, anything that you have, um, any users you have, and I believe the date was um, as of May 1st, so that um, so any any um, NAV users, and I think actually it, it works with uh, GP users and, and AX as well, but any NAV users that you have prior to May 1st um, transitioning to, in a concurrent license model, transitioning to um, Business Central on-prem would give you um, 
now uh, it started as a two for one um, named user instance, but it's now uh, going to three for one. So if you um, if you had ten um, concurrent users, you'll be entitled to thirty named users. Um, it is important to understand that you know there are there are ways to to kind of get around that named user with using some generic user accounts. Um, you know, like um, um, paint booth one or um, assembler one for that assembly station. And you may have three different people um, logging into that machine um, so that, you know, that in the past has been ways, depending on how um, in the named user licensing world um, that matters, because especially as this, you know, um, business central application is tied into other applications like Microsoft Flow and Power BI and even your Outlook, um, you know, odds are you're not going to have an Office 365 user um, named Paint Booth One. I mean, individuals are going to have their email, and if any of this stuff is is you know the ultimate experience of collaboration and um, productivity happens when you know each each user has access to the other Microsoft applications ultimately. So all of these things can work together. And if you start using generic accounts, it sort of defeats the purpose of, of some of the other functionality of the ERP. So um, I think that's a, um, that's Microsoft struck a, a fair deal going for three to one, because even in the case of, you know, a, a 24 hour um, production facility that has three shifts of people that all might be signing into the same machine and in the concurrent licensing model only consumed one nav license, now getting three named users for that should should cover um, those scenarios. And then certainly, you know, office staff, et cetera, where uh, you might have some uh, people that fill in in different roles, but typically um, front office staff is only working a single shift, so um, so I think we're we're covered in that method um, by the by the named user. But you know, there's there were some some nervous moments there for people who uh, who run three shifts and have a you know a big production floor uh, and a lot of users. They're like, how are we gonna how are we gonna afford it? You know, how many more NAV users or BC on prem users are we gonna have to buy in this new model? And um, fortunately, I think the answer is. is very few. We haven't uh, even in the you know the transition projects that we've done now to move people to uh, BC on prem. Um, we haven't had to you know had haven't had any users um, have to buy a lot of licenses to you know in this new licensing model, and that might be a good. Um, uh, another, you know, it, it, from a transition perspective, uh, the licensing doesn't, um, uh, the license, you know, your your NAV license, you're current on your NAV, um, so you're just going to, you know, get transitioned to the BC license. You're not purchasing anything, but it's, uh, I think it's helpful for people who are maybe uh, considering moving to BC on-prem um, to understand that from um, from a cost perspective um, if you remember it you know the the old licensing model in the concurrent had you know you had to buy the starter pack and the extended pack um, for five thousand and ten thousand dollars and then um, you know that came bundled with uh, three users and then additional users were three thousand apiece um, so if you were gonna you know if you were gonna buy um, new nav licensing for a, a 10 user environment you were looking at you um, 
let's see if I 15,000 and that included the first three users. So then you had seven more users at uh, 3000 a piece. So that's 21. So that's like $36,000 of licensing. Um, and that gave you, you know, what would be the equivalent, the extended pack gave you the equivalent of uh, premium business central functionality. Now, um, if you want to get 10 users on business central premium on prem, they are just $2,800 a piece. There's no more base licensing. Now those are, you know, named users, not concurrent, but, um, you'd buy, you know, those 10 users, that's uh, $2,800 a piece. So that's 28,000. So, um, technically it's, uh, it's, you know, about 10% less in the example that I gave for, uh, buying the same amount of software. So that's, uh, that's interesting from the perspective of, you know, just about everything else is going up in this case with the license transition, it's actually a little bit less expensive. Right. So if you're buying three of them, you'd pay under $9,000 for the premium versus paying $15,000. So that's a big savings right there. Right. And it kind of averages out as you add users mm-hmm. on that. And, and, and so this, to help people understand, because uh, you had this, what you said, the starter pack and the extended pack, Microsoft calls uh, Dynamics 365 Business Central. There's two versions, the essentials and then the premium. So would it be safe to say the essentials is like the starter pack and a premium is like the extended pack, Jeff? Yep, exactly. It's not uh, in terms of, you know, the difference, what you get in uh, Business Central um, premium that isn't included in essentials is the full manufacturing um, functionality as well as service management. Um, And that's, you know, that that would uh, um, that would equate um, roughly to the uh, um, to the old model with the essential or the starter pack and uh, the extended pack. Well, well, great. I know there's a, uh, and we have the pricing available. And actually, you can go on uh, the website and, and see the, uh, the the SaaS version. So the Business Central Essentials is seventy dollars per user per month, named user. And then, as Jeff said, if you wanted to get the uh, manufacturing and the service added to it, it would be a premium, which is a hundred dollars per month per user. So it seems, Jeff, that those are. We're seeing more smaller businesses looking at uh, getting into the ERP world. It's, you know, I call them the tweeners. They were, you know, maybe not big enough to really a full, afford a full ERP implementation, but they needed one. And so it seems like this is a, a way that Microsoft has kind of leveled the playing field for them to where the entry in is uh, not as much capital up front. Um, but let's say you had 10 users, so you're spending, uh, uh, let's say you did manufacturing, so that's $1,000 a month, so it's $12,000 a year. And from what you said is that they, they update the SaaS version, correct? Yep. And it's so, all done by Microsoft. And so there's no annual maintenance with the SaaS version. And really, the upgrades have kind of gone away, correct? Yep, exactly. Right. So I... I guess if you're thinking of looking at it, uh, if you're either new, uh, and that's we do here at Inovia, we'd have more of an ROI discussion with you. Uh, if you are currently using NAV or a Business Central, uh, if you decide to go to the subscription model, there are some incentives for Microsoft because you already spent some money with them to actually get that down for a little bit for a period of time. And I think, Jeff, I don't know if we want to discuss that or talk about that on another podcast. What do you think? 
Yeah, that's. Um, I, I mean, I think that would be a great. Uh, that would be a great topic for because I mean, we could really dig in pretty deep to that. And, uh, right. um, and I think we've done. Uh, we've had. You know, I think Tom's done some good presentations on there. But yeah, that's a great topic for future. And, and you're right. So actually, uh, so our CMO, our Chief Marketing Officer Tom Dorn and Donovan Lane, our, our founder, did a uh, a webinar a couple months ago. So if you go to our website at Anovia.com. You can click on events, uh, and on past events, you can actually register and, and watch that. And they, they did a great job going over it. So, Jeff, I, once again, I think you did an awesome job going over this and uh, appreciate it. Sure. Uh, hey, can I – one thing that I did want to point out. Um, oh, I, I almost got it. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to go on for at least 23 more minutes. Right. Um, let me let me tell you a story about when I went hiking in Kentucky. No, it's okay. uh, not going to be – <laughs> the 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 one thing that I wanted to point out in terms of just the functional difference between um, there's a uh, I mean it's not significant because as we said at the beginning business central on prem is built on the code base of business central cloud but there are just a few features that that don't work out of the box um, and with business central on prem and and depending on the importance and I've had some discussions with customers about about how these things work um, one of the biggies is um, the the default power bi reports um, that exist in the cloud version of uh, business central don't um, it, it's not supported as of this um, current version of BC on-prem. So, so default Power BI reports and the automatic deployment and configuration um, isn't supported. So that's a, that's a big thing. Um, if you're using not so, not so big, the bookings app in, uh, in the office business premium integration, there's, you know, you can schedule some things and you can do invoicing from the um, bookings app, which is a office 365 app um, that's not supported in the BC on-prem. Um, and the and Microsoft Flow um, doesn't integrate um, with the on-premise workflow functionality. So um, if you start to leverage Microsoft Flow in a way that um, would tie into the workflows of, uh, of Business Central and you know, if you heard the word flow too many times in that line, um, we should, that's probably also a, a topic we could, uh, we could discuss in another podcast, but, but it's important. So basically what you're starting to, uh, to, to learn is that the, uh, like a lot of the other office 365 tie-ins aren't, um, natively, uh, don't natively work with BC on-prem. And one of the reasons for that is because they require, um, something uh, they rely on um, Azure Active Directory integration which is built in when the uh, um, when the application the BC application exists on Microsoft's cloud when it's on your own servers um, in a BC on-prem instance it, uh, it obviously that Azure Active Directory integration isn't um, there you need to whitelist the the applications in Azure for them to tie in and so like things like the late payment prediction um, functionality also isn't supported. Um, one of the reasons for that is because it relies on Cortana intelligence, and that needs to be um, that's done through um, Azure as well. So, so those were the the things that I just wanted to um, to get out there. So uh, that would probably be the only difference. Um, and so, without getting technical into talking about Active Directory and stuff, um, it's basically the um, all of the Office three six five 
business application tie-ins to Business Central don't work quite as well in the uh, on-premise version. So if you're thinking about leveraging those and that's a reason for you to upgrade, it's important for you to to analyze that before moving forward with a BC on-prem project so you understand how that's different in the cloud version all of that stuff works it's remarkable it's super easy it's all you know the benefit of being on the microsoft cloud but you're sacrificing that in the on-premise version so all right i'm done now steve <laughs> well it's important it's important stuff jeff and uh so are you going to any um upcoming user group meetings um, let's see. I I actually don't think um, it, it appears that the user groups, uh, at least the Wisconsin one um, that I am attend most regularly, I think we're off until September. Okay. Um, what about you? So we have a couple. We have uh, uh, Bob Baird uh, is one of our uh, members of our customer engagement team. He'll actually be presenting at the Denver meeting uh, coming up in August. Um, we'll be attending uh, Minnesota. Uh, in Houston in August, and then also Seattle. Uh, I'll be presenting uh, in Seattle meeting. That it's, I think it's August 22nd uh, coming up. They're getting ready to launch the date here. So if uh, if you're attending those meetings, please seek out uh, uh, the person wearing the Inovia shirt. We're excited to be an annual sponsor for our friends at uh, NABUG BC. And I think that's about it for upcoming conferences. So, Jeff, I know when I said about the website, if you go to the Anobi.com website under resources, and Tim, our marketing guru, has uh, done a great job. He actually, uh, there's our upcoming webinars, our webinar library, our podcast is on there, uh, even talks about our conferences. And then uh, there's even a link to the Dynamics community. If you're not a member of Navog, um, then there's a, a link for you to join that, and that's another conversation. But please take a look at that. Uh, the Inovia podcast uh, are available uh, on uh, Apple, which I use for my podcast, and it'll be downloaded. So when my wife and I uh, fly here shortly, she'll be able to listen to our podcast. So <laughs> you, you're not that cruel, a husband, are you? Make forcing her to listen. Come on, download it. We need our, our numbers up. I use Stitcher. Um, it's available on Stitcher as well. Um, Google Spotify. Play. Yep, it's we're everywhere, man. YouTube. Yeah, Google I think. Play Music and what's TuneIn? I never heard of that one. Yeah, I think the, um, that is a another podcast app like Stitcher. Great. So we're available there, and you can follow us on Twitter, uh, Anovia Consulting, and we're also on Facebook. So we appreciate uh, once again everybody listening and. Jeff, do you have anything you want to add, or do I ask that? <laughs> yeah, you sh- you're going to learn by uh, what is this podcast, like number 12 or 13, something like You're going to learn by about like 25 not to ask. I did want to say that the um, Microsoft Inspire. Um, oh, that's right. Used to be the Worldwide Partner Conference, but sometimes there's some exciting news that's not dynamic centric from Microsoft's world, but uh, but sometimes they've got some exciting, uh, you know, Azure announcements. So we've got um, our CEO and COO, right? Um, both past guests of the Inovia Conversation podcast, Alan Wine and Chad Williams, that will be heading to Las Vegas, uh, I think, this weekend for uh, for that conference. So, um, so you know, we might uh, we certainly will be talking at least mentioning what uh, what information yeah. they brought back from that event on our next podcast. So, Jeff went last year 
And when he came back, he was so excited and told him about it. They're like, okay, Jeff, you're staying with Yeah, them. exactly. <laughs> I was like, I'm, I am disappointed. I was getting the, you know, the reminder messages. I'm like my, uh, I met a good friend from the Netherlands, um, that runs a Skype for business practice over there that, uh, it, that we buddied up and, uh, and actually it was great. Uh, so, so I, um, he was messaging me on Facebook saying, Hey, are you coming? And I'm like, did not make the cut this year, but uh, I'm going to lobby for next year. So uh, it's a great conference and a lot of good information. I, it probably didn't help that I, you know, um, almost physically assaulted Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella last year. It probably had something to oh, do that's with that's right. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, Jeff decided to track him down. And oh, by the way, here's my daughter's Carter resume. <laughs> You're looking for somebody. Hey, so oh, like, thank you, sir. I, I never get these handed to me. <laughs> he he's a UW Milwaukee um, Panther alumni. We have to. Oh, uh, that's as, an in right my, there, Jeff. I mean, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So good so. deal. All right. Well, I will. Uh, I will stop talking now. All right. Well. Everybody, thanks for listening, and we look forward to talking to you on our next episode. Have a good day. Thanks, everybody.